Hello, everyone, and welcome to All of Us. My name is Rachel. I'm the Chief Encourager and Founder here at All of Us, and I want to welcome you to Episode 48. Today, I have a dear friend from here in San Francisco. Her name is Jessica Grukeski. Jessica, how are you? And welcome to All of Us. Thank you. I love being here. I'm so excited. So mm. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being here. You know, it's uh, it's super fun whenever I get to have on friends and friends that I'm co-laboring alongside um, here in San Francisco. Uh, Jessica, could you kind of just introduce yourself to everyone? I always say, like, give us your baseball card stats, yeah. like, where you're from, what's home, all the things. Um, with our episode today. Yeah, awesome. Well, I am from San Francisco. I'm a pastor here in the city of San Francisco. Um, I've been here doing that for the last decade. And um, I'm in my 40s. And I'm a single woman. And um, yeah, I uh, just have found my life's calling to pastor people in this city that is is my home. I've come to love it. And um, yeah, building my life around being here and present with people in our city and beyond. So I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's, what's your Jesus journey? How did you come to know Jesus? Yeah. I mean, I would say it was kind of a slow burn. Like <laughs> I feel I like, like that. I, yeah. <laughs> slow burn. Not anything major or drastic. Just um, my uh, family was a military family. So we kind of moved around quite a bit. And so one of the ways that we really found community, my family, was through attending church. Now, we didn't actually know or really have any significance other than my parents grew up in a Catholic church and Lutheran church. But when we moved, it was probably the quickest way to meet people. So I have like somewhat of a church background um, and would say I was raised in a church, but all the weird kind of subculture things I didn't really get until mm -hmm. later in life. Um but I would say I didn't actually seriously take following Jesus um, to the extent of like actually following him. So probably my mid twenties, um, I I went to you know went to church in college, met some wonderful friends, but it was really through their friendship that led me to Jesus rather than knowing about him. So uh, yeah. Mm. And a journey love, since. Yeah, yeah. I, I love to ask this question because. Yeah it kind of, you know, takes us back and it, and it can obviously inform, you know, where you are today, but out of all the stories that I've ever heard, I mean, it's, it's like a grandparent or a mom, yeah. or, um, a lot of people will say, oh, when I got to college, I actually yeah. you know, developed my own relationship or young adulthood. But I think you're the first person, Jess, that has said that it was through the relationships of friendships. Yeah. Um, came to really know who he is. And I think that that's just such a testament to how important our, our friendships are, you know, in our journeys of faith. Um, yes. Are yeah. you friends just off the top of my, like, are you friends with any of those people today or have, or have the seasons passed? Yeah. I mean, some have just passed, which is fine, but yeah. I feel like the ones that really were formative that were there. And a lot of times those friends are really through either pain or suffering. At the time I had gone through a breakup and yeah. it was just a significant time in life that I really relied on my friends to help me kind of navigate. And a lot of them were really strong Christians. And so they were trying to comfort me from such a different place than my friends who didn't have a faith background mm -hmm. that would just be like telling me things that were just 
not very kind or they were very self-serving, right? They're just like, forget yeah. about this person. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Move on. He's dumb, whatever. And I'm like, yeah. sure. But also the friends that were strong Christians that came around me and just were really taught me really how to articulate my feelings, how to articulate what was hurting. I mean, this was even before therapy and all that stuff, but they just were so significant in those moments. And it wasn't just, you know, painful moments. It was also just walking through everyday life, making decisions about life um, that I just really came to rely on them in perspective of like, they really offered me sound and wise advice. They knew what it was like to, uh, they were my peers too, but then also I had some that were older in our church that just really helped me kind of, I figured, Mm -hmm. oh man, mentoring is a really important part of like our journey with God and sharing our resources and knowledge. Um, So yeah, the whole community just surrounded me. So Hmm. I would really say it was that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Uh, It's a reminder that our friendships and who we surround ourselves with, it it matters. And uh, thank God. We thank God for those friends during that time and really helped shape your your Jesus journey. Well, Jess, that sounds like it could be a part two with you. I would love to go deeper. Now I'm like, I want to talk about friendship. But we're going to go in a different direction. Um, I've titled this episode, um, Pastoring the People. And you mentioned that you are a pastor here in um, Mm -hmm. our beloved San Francisco. I would love to know, Jess, did you see this in the cards and the plans for your life? I mean, how long have you known that you've had this? I mean, we talk about, you know, giftings and that God gifts all of believers, at least one gift. Some of us have many more, Um, but you obviously have the pastor shepherd as one of your giftings. Did you know, how long have you known that you've had that gift? I guess is the first question. And then two, did you see this in the cards for you being (laughs) a pastor? Yeah. I mean, I think um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a pastoring shepherding. I don't think when I knew that about myself, I have always been relational though. Um, Everything I've done was around friendships and people or had to have a purpose to build connections or friendships. So I always knew it was relational. So that might've been a gifting. I didn't actually call it that because I didn't really know that's what God does or works sometimes. Um, And as far as the pastoring track, absolutely not. I had zero plans. in my life to ever become a pastor, to ever be someone who teaches. Um, but man, I loved people. So that was, that's easy for me to do, but the whole role and this journey, I, I laughed because I was like, no, I never once thought in my life, I'm going to be a pastor (laughs) or I'm going to teach people. Um, Yeah. yeah, so different. And so funny. I feel like it's the greatest joke and fun thing that I have with God where I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. I could see how you work that out. And <laughs> yeah, not on my radar though at all. Not on your so, radar. And I, you know, yeah. for the stories at least that I've heard so far, <laughs> and though I'm not on our formal staff, but I'm on our teaching team yeah, at yeah. my church in San Francisco, Epic. Um, yeah, I can relate in the fact that it's not like I had a dream sheet somewhere mm-hmm. or I was writing down in a journal or in private prayers was I asking to become a teacher of God's word and to, yeah. you know, be with his people in the way that I am now. Um, I don't know if anyone, I, maybe there is people out there. Uh, so I can relate to what you're saying. But I, I also, just when you say that you've always cared for people and we're mm-hmm. in relationships has, has meant something to you always. Um, was there any other threads besides that? When you look back at your journey, you were mm-hmm. like, oh, that helps to inform where God has me right now. Like that experience or that gifting that yeah. I have. Anything else besides bringing people together? 
Yeah. You know, I think I always, it really just started with an awareness of where, what I was good at, like what I saw to be good. And then my relationship with God, it was like little steps of faith that got bigger and bigger and bigger and Mm -hmm. bolder and bolder to ask. So, you know, maybe at the beginning, I always just thought, I really love people. So I would be like, God, can I do something that either is ministry or volunteering or even a job that's going to be involved with people? And so he would like grant that and we would walk in that way, but then it would be like, wow, you have opportunities for me oh, you want me to like lead a small group in some way. Okay, great. I don't really know what that means, but okay, we'll do it together. And so, but every time and over years or seasons of life, I would just be aware enough to know I enjoy doing the things with God that I like, like being with people, leading them, some gifts of leadership in different ways, but they really started small. So like the slow burn where I was like, yeah, it just started small. It was like really intentional. And then as they got bigger and bigger, um, I realized there's this pattern that I was like almost resistant to it. Mm -hmm. So it has been um, that resistance to me is kind of a measure of faith that it would require for me to say yes to God. And it is a man, the relationship between me and God, we're like, are you sure you want me? Please tell me this is accurate that I'm thinking that you're asking me to do. Yeah. Yes. You're like, okay. So like a funny example would be even this, the job I have now, my first interview, I was like, God, are you sure you want me to apply for this? Because I don't want to work for a church. There's no way. And even yeah. in my interview, Rachel, I was like, I don't want to work here. I'm doing this out of obedience. So it was like funny. Cause I'm like, I know that I trust God. I know that God has given me gifts and things I enjoy, but I don't know if this is it. And I even was like, so honest to say to the people that are interviewing me, like, I don't want to work here. I don't want to work here. (laughs) They're like, okay. And so they were like, this is truly a compromise. Yes. And so they're so generous with that. But I felt like that was just a pathway with God to be bold in faith, even, um, in the last year, I moved to an associate pastor role, which mm-hmm. even that in and of itself took me a long time to say yes to because there was resistance, but I think it was there to build my faith. And so, yeah, and that's just encouragement. Like God, it's just small awareness that I think God leads. And if we're open yeah. to that and we're willing to take the risk with God, like he shows, he's shown me along the way. I did not have a full plan, you know, in life of like, this is where I wanted to be. It just happened to be small seasons and steps of faith that I could count on it being consistent though. Like, but I would never been able to plan that. So no, no, of course not. Of course not. Like we're not (laughs) smart enough for that. Like that's totally, totally God. And it's just a reminder that we continuously need that reliance on the Lord. Like, even though you possess the gift that God brought you to that assignment, we will forever and always need him in that assignment. There's that temptation to think, oh, well, I have this assignment now from the Lord. And then we kind of from him and we're like, we're good. We can do this, Lord. Um, And it's for all of us. That temptation is there for all of us where we grab tight of something that has actually been an assignment given by God. Um, But what you're speaking of, and you mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I want to say this quote um, from Vivian uh, Vivian Nabuni in her book, Hands, um, willing yes. heart. One of my favorite books. It's actually an all of us uh, favorite book here. And it's because mm-hmm. it, it's the posture that you spoke of, Jess, of this open handed call to living yes. in obedience and surrender literally yes. means wherever you I, I'm living open handed, Lord. So right now it looks like this. And then he can yes. swear you 
here. And then he gets swervy over here. Um, yep. But always surrendering everything that he's given us to him over and over and over. You never know what wild ride he's going to you take. You never know. Yeah. And also, I think like being a pastor. Exactly. Exactly. And I also think, too, there was even this point, too, in faith where I was like, if you want to take away the assignment, I'm actually need to be okay with you taking that away, too. Yes. That has been one of the most humbling things, I think. But it is an act of deep faith to yes. do that, right? The open hands, which I love that book, by the way, too, the open hands. Oh, yeah. So no. yeah, it's so, so good. Yeah. Um, what was I going to just say? Oh yeah. When you say that about um, surrendering your assignments, I personally have made a practice of, mm. of that because um, I know I'm a person of comfort. Like I like to, when I'm in something and especially if it's going well, I'm like, yes, but with all of us, this is a great example of that is I'm constantly saying, Lord, this is your ministry. If you want this to be over tomorrow, I'm good with it because my identity yes. is not tied. Yes. In this ministry. I love this ministry. I thank you yeah. for it, but this is yours. And so, yeah. but continuously doing that is so that our identity is not tied to, and you're mm -hmm. a pastor at your church, like yes. just, yeah. you know, if, if, if it's over tomorrow, are you yeah. going to be secure, you know, yeah. that you're a child of God, that he has good yes. plans for you if it's not being that pastor, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's a great yeah. practice for us all. To I remember. mean, I love that practice, that prayer. I was like, yes, I should be doing that more of like, it, and also I think it's such a great check of like, I don't know, the relationship and the trust that you build with God to say, okay, if you took this away tomorrow, yeah. I think I'd be okay. It might be hard, but I think I'd be okay at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's only so that good. practice is not because I'm great. It's because I've <laughs> learned my controlling way. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. have, um, and I have also, you know, been hurt, you know, and it, it's yeah, people, yeah. Not, I do that with friendships. I do that with yeah. the things that matter most to me because it's just a yeah. reminder that um, today is today, but tomorrow it could change, you know. Yeah, that's and, so uh, wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, so good. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like Rachel. I gotta write that down right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord, help us, Lord, help us. I know. Um, well, Jess, who is? I mean, as we look to, there, you know, pastors, shepherds, women teaching the Bible. Um, is there anyone as you've read the Word? And and I know this sometimes can be difficult because you know sometimes we want an apples to apples comparison when we're yeah. in a role. How do you do yeah. this? How do you be a pastor? Who yeah. can you take that a step further? So we look to the Bible, but then we also look to like our actual life. And we look around and we say, who's done this before? Who can yeah. I be discipled by? Who's paved the way? Mm -hmm. And so two-part question here, Jess. Number one, who is maybe your favorite Bible teacher that's a woman or, or shepherd in the Bible? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then two, has that been difficult for you to look around in your context and say, is there someone else like me out there doing what I'm doing that I can lean on and guide? Yeah. Um, I love this question. It's one that I ponder a lot all the time, but, um, but at least for the Bible side, I love, I have loved, enjoyed learning about, um, Deborah yes. and, um, mostly because she's just so fierce. Like I just, love the example of someone that is not a typical woman in society that yes. led in such a beautiful and fierce way that I think God um, gifted and empowered her for a moment and also continued to use her, right? And so the Bible is so hard because we only get little snippets of context and we have to study and all that stuff. But I just remember first hearing about how crazy she was. <laughs> and she, that was yeah. the first time that I think I'd ever 
heard a story about a leader that moved in a warrior-like way. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. And so she kind of was my first figure I learned about that was like, there's got to be more women in the Bible that yeah. I don't know about, right? And so yeah. someone that I love too is Junia. Mm -hmm. I love her because she's like this hidden apostle to me, but it's not hidden. And I just think that her stories in the Bible and reference to her is just shows us that like, we don't necessarily need to be named in all of the ways that right. maybe we think or ought to be, but we can still be used by God in a very powerful way. Um, and I just like to imagine that there's probably so many stories like that in the Bible of women that we don't know and yeah. they help pave the way. And yeah. whether that's like some days I'm like more angry about that and some days I'm like, okay, fine. But like, it, there's still, I know what you're like saying, yeah, but you're like, but they're there, they're powerful. They don't always need to have this like huge kind of marquee of, of that, but they were so significant to God. So, yeah. so gosh, um, and yeah. in your context now, like as you're in this role, um, yeah. there any been anyone in your actual life that you've had to look around to and being, you know, inspired or encouraged by? I mean, honestly, it has been one of the hardest things was when I took this role to the associate pastor, I, you had spoke so well just previously about like, we want someone to look to, we want yeah. someone that's going to say, I'm going to follow what you did. I hope it's going to match up through the whole process and yeah. let there just be somebody like that. Right. And so that it was really difficult for me because in my context, there wasn't many single um, unmarried women and women of color, let alone Asian American pastors. Yes. <laughs> if you could see, if you're watching, you see what I'm doing. But if you're listening, you're like, I, what I'm doing is saying that there has been, there's barrier after barrier after barrier. Um, yes. and so, uh, we're laughing about it, but it, it you know, it, it's sad. Yeah. You know, it's it is sad. sad. It is sad. And it's, we're laughing about it because I'm like, oh Lord, you've done work in me and my uh -huh. heart in people's lives. But the first and only, you know, that label and the thing that I just, the category that I have to describe what it's like when women take that step of faith to do that is sometimes so hard. And even for me, that my faith with God, like the struggle of the pioneering part is just like, man, it's just, it stretches me so much. That makes mm -hmm. me really uncomfortable sometimes and has made me really uncomfortable, but the fruit of that has been a really beautiful thing. And so for me, looking at the people who have done that has kind of been this wonderful, beautiful kind of patchwork of mm -hmm. people in my community, both honestly, both men and women who have things that I see in giftings that I'm like, just tell me about this. Tell me about preaching, right? Tell me about um, pastoral care and shepherding and, and um, benevolence and how you do that. Tell me about how you like disciple people and build content and write and that kind of stuff. Um, it's just been this thing that has opened up just this like huge sandbox of things that I'm like, oh, wow, there's so much more for me to learn. Um, I think I was looking for just one or two people to do that. And yeah. I, they just don't exist, which was, was really hard to get over. Um, Cause I'm like, no, I just, or also, I don't want to do it. I want someone else to do it first. Sure. Yeah. And then I want to be second. So, right. Um, so yeah. Who is paving the path before me? And yeah. Uh, and I don't yeah. know if you have, um, maybe you have settled this in your heart, Jess, but um, mm -hmm. you are a trailblazer. And <laughs> um, it's crazy because when we. I'm reluctant, like, Rachel. I, like, I know, I know. But I'm telling you this only because I've had to also receive this in my context mm -hmm. of being the first yep. black 
and to teach at our church and things of that nature. And, but you know, it's hard and as lonely as it is, um, God Mm -hmm. gives us what we need and who we need. And, um, when I thought of the word trailblazer, I mean, I'm thinking back to like Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King, you know, like, and so and they are trailblazers, but there are everyday trailblazers like you yeah. and I, and that God has placed because we're willing in our context um, to mm-hmm. do to do His mission, to to bring His mission to glory, right, and to glorify yeah. Him and to further yeah. His mission. And although that's a hard pill to swallow, of like, oh, I'm the trailblazer, I'm the first one. You are, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I thank God that you're in that position, Jess, um, for mm-hmm. many reasons. But I know that there has been people in your community that are blessed by your words and your teaching and your yeah. wisdom, and just mm-hmm. seeing, uh, you know, an, an Asian American woman up there, mm-hmm. you know, preaching the word of God. Um, the people that are the young people, you know, that have the mm-hmm. same gifts as you are like, oh, I can maybe do this. Yeah. One. Um, and And in our city that is, you know, highly populated with Asian people, it is Mm -hmm. very important that you are teaching and you're a woman. Um, and I love that. And I, you know, I love you and I'm sharing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. So thank you for leading the way in your community. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit on something too. That's just so hard. I'm sure, you know, you and I can relate on this, but you're just like, you have the prayer sometimes you're like, Lord, really? Like, I do I really need to be that? <laughs> but the fruit, yes, all the time. But the fruitfulness that comes with like the intimacy with trusting God to do that. And for me, sometimes it was things that I literally, I used those things that were different to almost disqualify myself before I mm. even got started. Right. So I was like, man, all the women that I see are amazing. All the preachers that I am like, but they're all married. So like, does that mean I have to like be married? And that was my own journey in and of itself. And I was like, no, that's my own thing. I'm disqualifying myself for. Right. Or, um, I look at the people I looked up to that are amazing preachers and teachers. And I'm like, I'm not at that level. I'm not doing that, but like, I want to learn. And so it's like finding those people that are able to help you kind of in your journey, God does equip you with people in your community and around that are like, great. Or there's even been times I've had to like really go after people that I'm like, I find them or see them. And sometimes they're often hidden too, right? They're like not on certain platforms or whatever that I'm like, there's, I'm like, I will go after you to be like, tell me everything you know about the skill that you have, because I really want to learn. And I just think it's important for us to find one another and know that we're out there. And helping one another. So, yeah. And I think I love that you speak to the things that you were, that you have battled and are currently battling against to continue to step into your call as a pastor. And I think that's important to point out and say, because it's like half the battle to figure out, okay, God, here's how you gifted me. Okay, yes. Yeah. Now here's the assignment. Okay. Yeah. And here's you saying yes to the assignment, you know, like yeah. those are still all steps of obedience and faith. But yeah. I think what we, we talk about less and what you just spoke to is that you still can still have those, some of those same battles, mm-hmm. even with, when you're writing with the Lord in obedience in that assignment. And I think it's yeah. important that we say that because People might look at you teaching and preaching and think, ah, look at Jess. She's so confident in her calling. She's up there. She's walking it out. And it's like, do you know that she's still yeah. about these things? Yeah. You know? So yeah. call yeah. that out and say that, that mm-hmm. we all have different gifts. Even when we're operating in our gifts, in our assignments that God has given us, we are human and we yeah. battle insecurities and we battle mm-hmm. all kinds of sin and all the yep. things. 
And it is yeah. only God that can help us to continue to arrive at those assignments and continue to grow and ask for help yeah. when we need it. I love that you said that as well. Yeah. Like reaching out to like, teach me about benevolence, teach me about yep. to be remain teachable, you know, mm-hmm. for us to never yeah. think we've got it all together. Oh and, yeah. Um, I'm like, Lord, you don't have to worry about that with me. I mean, that's one thing that you don't have to worry <laughs> I know I don't have it all together Um, being creative with how God can you put the right people in my life sometimes they are in your actual community and sometimes they're not sometimes I'm sure you found this too where it can be a resource not even an actual I mean it could be a resource or it could be a person that lives in a completely different country or state or connected to that can disciple you and, yes. and inform yes. how you were arriving. Have you found that to be so for you kind of in city and outside of the city? Yes. Yeah. I mean, of course I prefer them because you're like, of course I want to meet you and have coffee with you and all that stuff. But course. sometimes they're just not accessible. So I even think of people that I enjoy listening to that are preaching. I mean, right now, my biggest thing is like, where are some of the women preachers that preach with such a different style that I want to know, like a diversity of the way and style that. that people preach. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, let me go search on the internet. Yeah. Either connections of people that we know or churches, because gosh, there's so many resources out there. It's just more to try and find people. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just do a Google, honestly, a Google search. Cause I'm like, where is a place that I think would be so different than my mm-hmm. And like, I even ended up finding some churches in like Tennessee, but um, mostly because they were also friends of friends that were pastors and stuff. So I was like, great, Mm -hmm. give me the resource. I may, I've never met these people, but I really can learn from something in a particular stuff. So that's like preaching and all that stuff. But yeah, they are, it's available. There's a huge network out there um, that I love to encourage people to find different things from too. So yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Spirit is, is important and going to find, you know, the resources mm. that you need to be able to grow, I think is really important. Well, you mentioned, you know, going to all these other resources and finding other women pastors to learn from and encourage you and disciple mm-hmm. you in a sense. Um, but we have to talk about that. There are some women that have giftings mm-hmm. similar to yours, similar to mine. They have the yep. teaching pastor shepherding giftings and are unable to use them in their mm-hmm. churches, whether that is a denominational preference. Um, you know, there's various reasons out yeah. there. Um, uh, and I will follow your answer up with my answer, but um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how do you reconcile that mm-hmm. when you get the ability to be able to use those gifts in your local mm-hmm. church? And you know that there are other women out there in this world that don't get to do the same. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, that is, that is one of the hardest things that I reconcile with. I mean, it keeps me up at night sometimes, even in, even in the discernment process to say yes to even the uh, invitations I have now, or even, um, you know, I don't have many, but when I do have some, it's like, okay, Lord, I want to be faithful. And it, and sometimes it's not even for me to be self-serving about it. Cause it's something that I think I would enjoy doing, but yeah. it's literally for the perspective of, I want to encourage someone who's going to be like me, who is on a Google search that yeah. probably has a burning desire to either pastor or teach or preach in some way that is going to end up finding some resource. If it's not me, it'd be some, another woman or something that literally will feel encouraged by that. And for that context, but there are so many stories, even now that I find of, of women that are coming from those backgrounds that 
will now have the opportunity to, to start being become aware and develop um, gifts that they have with God. And I just want to be someone who's like, go, I want to add fuel to the fire to say, do whatever you can to develop. Um, and then there's even women who are in context that I literally just have a friend who lives in a different state, um, is so wise, is a wonderful teacher. And I've just been praying with her for years for opportunity for people to yeah. say, here's your platform. And yeah. she, in the meantime, we're praying together. I'm like seeking God, asking yeah. for breakthrough, asking for changes of heart, yeah. asking for opportunities that she can still honor her community she's committed to, but then not causing division and being like, yeah. where can I teach? But it's a long journey with God that I'm just so amazed that their perseverance and I, my faith is bolstered from that. Um, mm -hmm. And then I just try to offer as much as I can to offer help of like, how do I help you in your, where you're at, your context? Can I connect you to people that are going to help you? Can I help you work on even just a gift of teaching? You may not have any audience. Maybe yeah. you just have to prepare mm -hmm. sermons or stories or ways that like, God is going to give you a moment and I have faith that he'll do that. So, um, yeah. but it's not an easy one. I mean, no, literally, there's some not. days that I'm like, Oh Lord. Okay. Like, I don't know how to respond to this. And I yep. don't think I would respond in the moment very well. So I'm going to wait like, yeah. So yeah, same on some days I <laughs> very yeah. angry that, um, women yeah. don't have the opportunity yeah. like, like our male brothers to, to just use the gifts that God has placed in us. Yeah. That makes me angry on Sundays. Some days I'm grieved by it. Um, yeah. and because relational like you and hearing a lot of story and connected to a lot of women across this country mm -hmm. and a lot of different denominations, um, it breaks my heart, um, to, mm -hmm. to see women not being, able to to, ex, to to use their gifts um for the local building up of the church and yeah. uh, so and at the same time <laughs> I have to trust that uh if God put it in them that it's not going to be wasted and that yeah one of the prayers that I pray with the women that I'm connected to mm -hmm. are um God um would you meet her in her brokenheartedness but also would you provide avenues and creative mm -hmm. ways for her to use this gifting. And if there's a, yep. an option for her to, to create something or be a part of something else, or, you know, just give her wisdom and, and, yes. and allow her to be creative, yeah. to be able to use those gifts for your glory. Yeah. Um, yes. and that's a yeah. prayer that I've prayed a lot with um, my friends that don't have the opportunity to, to use those gifts in their yeah. church. Um, but to just know that they, they're not going to be wasted. I mean, if no. one thing yeah. that we can, a hundred percent no for certain is that if God put those gifts <laughs> in you there for a reason and nobody yeah. or nothing can stop those. Mm -hmm. Um, so continue to, if you're listening or watching, continue to ask God on how can I use these gifts that you've put in me? Um, because I believe that he will, and it might not look like yeah. what you want or what you see or what you yeah. think it would look like. Um, yeah. but know that God will surely not have those plans go to waste. Yes. I mean, I, oh, yes, yes. And yes. And yes. And I think one of the things too, I've just noticed in this, this kind of particular conversation, I tend to be just in a lot of spaces that are very male dominated, that are a lot of lead pastors, that are a lot of um, people who come from all different kinds of backgrounds. And I think one of the things that surprised me in this particular prayer is that I've been able to become friends with these men that maybe they've never actually had women friendships 
So I think, yeah, maybe this is podcast number two is the friendship. This is part. like podcast but, number yeah. three now, Jess. Yeah, I know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 And like, um, but the, the power of friendship um, of men and women together has been something that I have just has unlocked something in me for my assignment of being like, wow, I don't know if these, these guys know how to be friends. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but I can transform some of the, the way they're thinking and the way that it's applied in their context that I don't think I could have been able to do unless I said yes to my steps of faith mm. to say, let's be friends. Let me show you that there's something beautiful in friendship with men and women in the right kind of settings and boundaries. And um, there's something that is going to be so missed if you don't empower women in your church, in the local context, there's something for them to unlock in your church and don't miss it. Like, I'm just like, don't, don't miss, miss it. it. You don't guys are silly. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, and at the, at the heart of it all, right. Yeah. Just like when yeah. I say that I, it makes me sad and I grieve it's because when you have been in bodies of believers where yeah. the Imago day is present, yes. men yeah. and women, different ethnicities. Like when yeah. you start to see the fullness of what that looks like and how yes. operating in the spirit how powerful it can be yeah. it is it's unexplainable and and we miss out on when we don't mm -hmm. have the imago day present in all these places and spaces where we are glorifying god and building his church yes it, yes. it's just you, you miss that it's like don't miss out like don't, don't miss, miss it <laughs> oh, um, it's like I, that I, sense of urgency where you're like kind of just want to shake them and be like yeah i'm like, it. like, no, like yeah. <laughs> but it gets better you know yes um, yeah there's a wonderful yeah. book there's a wonderful book mm. i don't know if you've read it called uh together in ministry uh it's oh by, i haven't read it. i'm gonna add that to my list yes. right now yeah, yeah. yeah. In the show notes, show notes. Yes. yeah. Um, it's called together in ministry it's by a man named rob dixon and it talks mm. about together in ministry, men and women yeah. in friendships, but doing ministry and leading mm -hmm. teams and all those things. And it is a phenomenal um, book. The forward is by Ruth Haley Barton, who's also oh, a phenomenal teacher and writer yeah. and all those things, but it's a really, really good book. And so if you're listening and you're out there and you're like, how do we do this, you know, together yeah. in ministry thing, we, especially when a lot of us have come from different backgrounds mm -hmm. um, and some of them are trying to come to with, oh, how does this work with women mm -hmm. here? All the yeah. things. It's a really great book and a really great resource. So yeah. I'll make sure. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. well, Jess, we could literally talk all day. <laughs> yes. um, and we will have to get together again for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but I just want, before I do rapid fire, I would love for you to just spend a couple of seconds encouraging um, women pastors, women mm. that are shepherding sheep in places and spaces. What would you want to encourage them with today? Oh gosh, I love this. Um, I would say that God has uniquely gifted and fashioned you for a very particular purpose. There's no one else that's going to do the things that God's put on your heart to do with him. And he has something so special and sacred that only you and God are going to do together. And it is, if you say yes to it, it is the craziest adventure but the fruitfulness of that is far beyond the stuff that we're ever going to experience on this earth. Like it is, is for eternity. And I think capturing that vision, like your life with God 
is so, uh, it helps inspire me. It creates so much imagination and creativity, but there is a crazy adventure that you can say yes to. But I think it's just the uniqueness and the calling of like what God's going to do with just you and him. Um, no one else is going to do it. And so I wish that's something, something somebody would have told me literally when I was like 12, you know, like there's something that's so unique, um, and that you actually can uncover with God. And so it's just a, a kind of a sense of urgency, but also a really beautiful invitation that I'm like, I don't want anyone to miss that, you know? No, so, yeah. yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jess, for sharing yeah. that. And all of us family, uh, we go deeper into like, how do you encourage men and women that have the teaching gift and what can you do, you know, for the woman, maybe you don't have that same teaching gift, but how can you encourage those that do in your life and go over some statistics and go deeper on the blog. So make sure you go to all of us.net uh, and uh, access Jess's uh, blog interview as well. After yes. you look at yes. Well, Jess, we're going to end our time with rapid fire. Are you okay. ready? <laughs> yes, as an internal processor. Yes. Uh, yeah. I always love this part. And everyone's like, hey, it's like you're on a game show. I'm like, if they end up, no wrong answer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, God is um, worth uh, the sacrifice and the pursuit. Mm. Women who are called to pastor are unique and called and cherished beautiful and all of us are better when we commit to live the long haul of life together mm, amen well Jess thank you so much for being a part of the all of us family you're officially in uh, and <laughs> thank you grateful, grateful for your voice thank you for sharing your in-process story of pastoring and just living and loving. Uh, again, I appreciate your gifts and uh, thank you for showing up exactly the way that God made you. <laughs> thank until, you. Until next time, all yes. of us, uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.